This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki with help from New Zealand On Air. To find more local content, go to our website, accessradiotaranaki.com. Welcome to Pick a Tale. I am with Access Radio Taranaki, 104.4 FM. My name is Leslie Dowding and I'm a storyteller. I enjoy telling stories in schools, libraries, parks, outside, inside. I have many stories to share. Some are my own tales and some are from around the world. I hope to bring your world into the world of story. Wherever you are, may you enjoy every Wednesday, 8am. Welcome to Pick a Tale. It's the school holidays and there's lots of wonderful stories to tell. This one's called the Carpet of Dreams, so you might like to find a little rug or a carpet to sit on while you're listening. This story comes from a country called Afghanistan, and it's for Siggy and Jessie. At the end of a twisting passageway in the city of Old Herat was a tiny carpet shop. It smelt of wool. Because, you see, long ago, and even perhaps today, People have tiny little places where they weave carpets. They're not from a factory with big machines, but a loom where people would have special needles and special bobbins and go in and out making beautiful patterns. Well, in this shop, there was wool wanting to be dyed. There was wool hanging from the ceiling. There was wool being woven on looms and finished carpets piled high. It was where Arif and his mother and father lived. I don't like weaving, grumbled Arif. I keep breaking the threads. Why don't you go outside, my dear, and have some fresh air? Then come back and start again, said his mother. I'm not sure if I ever really want to be a weaver, he said. Maybe I'd like to be a merchant, someone that sells things. Perhaps I'd like to have a ride on a camel. Perhaps I'd like to travel the Silk Road. Ah, Arif, you're such a dreamer and you're far too young to travel. Anyway, Father and I do need you here a bit longer. Now, Arif was always dreaming about travelling. The Silk Road was a very special road. It went for miles and miles and hundreds of people would travel swapping things and it was so exotic. Sometimes if you were on it, you would turn a corner and find yourself in the middle of mountains. Other times you might be in a desert. People would shake their head going, you have to be careful if you're on the Silk Road. Sometimes people would say, we need carpet weavers not merchants, because on the Silk Road we like to sell carpets. Now one afternoon Arif lay down on an old carpet at the back of the shop. He yawned and he fell sound asleep and he began to dream. First he was riding a camel with carpets and he was going through large gates of unknown cities. 
he would bow and wave and he would see beautiful people dressed in beautiful jewels and he would give them carpets and in return they would give him beautiful jewels. He was just dreaming about a wonderful red jewel in his hand when his father woke him up and said, wake up, wake up. In a blink, he woke and then he saw something shining in his hand. What's this? said his father. Where did it come from? I don't know, said Arif. I was just dreaming that someone gave me one for a carpet. Arif's father examined it. My goodness, it's real. Perhaps it's a sign, said Arif. Perhaps it's special. Perhaps someone dropped it here while I was asleep. But Arif's father wasn't so sure. Instead of wondering about what Arif was saying, he rolled up the carpet his son had been sleeping on. I think we should take this carpet and I think we will call it the carpet of dreams and I think, Arif, we should go on a journey. Now early the next morning, Arif climbed on the back of a camel. Oh, he was so excited, his heart was pumping. He watched all the merchants tying up their loads of silk and spices and rolling up carpets and putting them on saddles. Then the camel train headed out of the city towards the Silk Road. Aris' mother waved goodbye, wondering if she would see them again. Arif felt on top of the world. He joined the Silk Road travellers and they headed off towards a country through Persia. It was very dusty. The camels wound their way up high places and through rocky ravines and Arif would listen to the merchants talking about all the stories that had come to them. At sunset they would make a big circle. Everyone would put their horses or their camels to sleep and they would go themselves by a fire. They would eat and drink china tea and then they would talk about how much money they were hoping to make. Arif spread out his carpet away from where his father was sleeping. Oh, it looked a bit different in this kind of light. It had deep red and white patterns on it and almond blossom. And suddenly, when he looked at it, he felt like it was reflecting the sky. He nodded off to sleep under those stars. And then a voice said, wake up, wake up, your carpet is so beautiful. Was he dreaming or was this real? He had no idea. He looked up and there, there above the stars, he saw a carpet flying over him. What? Was he on the carpet or under the carpet? He did not know. And then, when he rubbed his eyes, he realised he was floating on the carpet. It was sailing through the air. It was a magic carpet. And it was winding itself over the top of cities. And the stars disappeared and the sun came up. And there he was in the middle of a city. And the carpet landed in front of the most amazing, beautiful building all covered in gold and ambers and beautiful, beautiful decorated walls. He knocked on the door. I'm Arif. 
I've I've been travelling on the Silk Road and and somehow my carpet has transported me here. The large man opened the door and looked down at him and said, A carpet flying? I've never heard of such a thing. You better come in and see. Here is the Sultan and a princess. They would like to hear your story. Arif went inside, and there indeed was a young princess. Who made the carpet? It's very beautiful. It looks like it's reflecting the stars. Oh, my father makes them, he said. Way, 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 far away down the Silk Road. My father makes them so beautifully. And he is out there in the desert with the camel train, and he's about to come into the city. Somehow I fell asleep, and the carpet brought me here first. And he went on and on until the princess said, Calm down. You are to return to your father and ask him to bring his special carpets to us. Arif without hesitating, went out the door and realised that he'd left the carpet inside. How was he to get back? He had no transport but the carpet. Somehow he thought he was still dreaming, but something told him it was real. Just then the door opened and the man said, You have forgotten your carpet, young man. <gasps> Thank you, said Arif. He lay down on the carpet, closed his eyes, and when he woke, there he was back with his father in the camel train. He told his father all about the dream and said that he had met a beautiful sultan's princess and she wanted to see only his carpets. The father thought the dream was very strange but somehow knew something special was happening to his son. Do you still have that ruby in your pocket? He said. Yes, I do, said Arif. I think the ruby helps you travel as much as the carpet. And so they made their way to the town, and Arif took him straight to the gate of the beautiful building that was covered in gold and jewels. And there they invited him in. They bought all the carpets from his father that made his father really rich overnight. Arif's father turned and said, your carpet of dreams has brought us great luck. We will always treasure this carpet. I would like to buy it, said the princess. I'm sorry, but this one is not for sale. But I will weave you anything you like on another day. They turned and travelled home to tell Arab's mother of their great excitement. And do you know, to this day, they still have that carpet, but no one's ever had a dream like that before. I wonder if you go to sleep on your carpet, you might have some very special dreams too. Thank you for listening to Pick a Tale.
pick a tale. We're having exciting stories about carpets. This is another one that comes from the Navajo people. Have you often wondered how the stars get into the sky? Well, the Navajo people, who live way, way across the other side of the world, in North America, they have wonderful stories of how things came about, just like our Māori stories. So this one is all about the stars, but maybe the moon and the sun come into it as well. The people were complaining that they didn't have enough light in the world to see to do things. They couldn't almost see to eat or cook. So first woman came up with a plan. She took a large slab of stone called quartz. She set it out on a large blanket about the size of a carpet. But in her world, no one had invented carpets yet. So they used the blanket as a carpet to sleep on, to wrap themselves up in, and sometimes to do magical things. She took the quartz and she made a large, large round shape. She chiseled away and chiseled away until Fireman came and said, What are you going to do with this? I need some colour in it, she said. So she called on the birds that she knew, like the lark and the eagle, and they flicked and flew over it and brushed their feathers against it. And Fireman picked it up and carried it on his shoulders up the highest ladder he could to the sky. And he pushed and he pushed and he levered and then he threw the last minute a large round circle into the sky. And yes, you know and I know, he called it sun and it was beautiful. And then the sun beamed down and brought light. But somehow they didn't want to have light all day. And so the next thing that the first woman did was she took some moose quartz and she made another big circle. And she called upon Nighthawk and Crane and they brushed their feathers against it. And then they too went and Fireman picked it up and climbed to the toppest of the ladder and pushed and pushed and pushed and there was the moon. But nothing happened. And the people said, they're just hanging there. They're not moving. And so wise men from far away looked up and saw the sun and saw the moon and thought, we need to breathe life into it. We need to give it wisdom. And so they sent their spirits right up into the sky to the court circles. And one became the moon bearer and the other the sun bearer. And they moved around and then people were happy. But when the first woman looked down, she realised she had lots of stones left, lots of quartz that looked rather pretty and glittering. And she thought, that's a shame that they're still here and no one can see them. So she chipped away and made a star, which she called the pole. And then the north. And Thunderbird and Fireman, they kept climbing the ladder and placing them in the sky. 
when along came Coyote and said to First Woman, what are you going to do with all of these? And she said, we're going to climb the ladder and place them in the sky. But you know, Coyote was a bit of an impatient animal and he said, that's going to take far too long. I've got an idea. He just gathered them all up in the blanket and with one big whoosh, he tossed the blanket high up into the air and all the quartz filled the heavens. And that's why when you look up into the sky, it's not blank. It's full of glittering, beautiful stars. And there's a whole cluster really close together. And they, they all gather on a clear night and streak across the sky. And they are called the Milky Way. So if you can stay up late just for a little bit and wait for the stars to come out, you might see the Milky Way from your house. I hope you've enjoyed listening to Pick a Tail today and I hope you have a lovely day on holiday. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Pick a Tail. Look forward to you tuning in next week and listen to the next exciting stories from Access Radio Taranaki 104.4 FM. Check out the website and the podcasts in case you were too busy to sit down and listen this time. You can choose your own time. Thank you from Leslie Dowding. This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki with help from New Zealand On Air. To find more local content, go to www.accessradiotaranaki.com.